The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. All right, boys and girls, and welcome back to the Tuesday episode of Brutal Nation. I'm your host, the illustrious, but feeling pretty sexy today because I got nipple tassels on. <laughs> Scott Alexander, right across from me is the one, the only. You should wear less clothes. Laura. <laughs> you never know what's going to come out of my mouth, but no. don't feel bad. Neither do I. I, I don't fucking That's know. That's good. Either. All right. Say hi, sweetheart. Hi. All right. So today, I'm I'm pretty I'm feeling pretty lucky this week because I've got two that are fucking just amazingly amazingly written. But today, <laughs> it's about a pair of brothers by the name of Robert and Michael Beaver, as in Leave It to Beaver, but not really. <laughs> That's what they fucking did. They're bad. <laughs> They're doppelgangers. Oh, they're these two are just. I was reading this over. I was like, Jesus Christ, man! Like, I don't like my family, but fuck me running. Damn, yeah, a bit much. All right, so let's get started. Let's do a little bit of background, shall we? In the city of Broken Arrow, which is a, a suburb of Tulsa, Oklahoma, I have family in oh, yeah. Broken Arrow. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. Well, one of my good friends, and her name is Jen, uh, Jenny Oshler. I've, I've mentioned her a few times on the show. She actually lives just outside of Tulsa, um, just north of Tulsa. So I've been through there quite a bit. Yeah. Anywho, David and April Beaver were raising seven friggin' kids. Now that, in and of itself, is a uh, enough to make someone go crazy. If you got that many fucking kids, do you guys not know how that shit happens? Knock it the fuck off. There's just too many goddamn just kids. Just stop. Yeah, yeah, stop. It's a birth control, motherfuckers. So, there's 18-year-old Robert, 16-year-old Michael, 13-year-old Crystal, and she's going to come into play, too, 12-year-old Daniel, 7-year-old Christopher, 5-year-old Victoria, and 18-month-old month, 18 month old Autumn. So, a big fucking family, right? Mm-hmm. Humongous. So Broken Arrow is a quiet, financially well-off, uh, really a, a, an idyllic place to live with a fairly low crime rate. Well, in 2012, it was ranked 11th of the safest places in America. Isn't that fucking amazing? Because nothing happens there. Well, yeah, that, that's pretty much it right there. I mean, if you got a little bit of money and you're living in Oklahoma, you keep all the fucking hillbillies out, so... Taking a quick drink. Mm. Sorry, boys and girls. Had to wet my whistle a little bit. All right. So David and April were married in 1987 when April was only 15 years old. In other words, quite young. Yes. (laughs) God dang, man. They started early. I'm just wondering if he was like, hey, little girl, get into my van. But I digress. (laughs) Well... The joke's on him, because now he's got all these kids. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It's like, maybe I made a mistake. mistake? Yeah. <laughs> like a big fucking seven-kid mistake. So David worked in the tech industry as a consultant for HP Enterprises. April, however, she was a homemaker. She stayed at home. She schooled the kids, you know. Somebody had to. Yeah, well, you got seven fucking kids, man. You got Childcare. <laughs> I don't even think that, that there's a parenting thing. That is, you need fucking cattle ranchers. Yeah. Because you don't have Wranglers, kids. Child wranglers. Yeah, but that's exactly what you need. You have a herd of children. They yeah. should all have little tags in their ears. <laughs> you even name them. Uh, hey, look, tag number two, come here and do your fucking chores. Yeah. That's what you got to do. Yeah. So, um, both parents, though, were abnormally super they kept a super close eye on their kids like they knew everything that was going on 
they even restri- uh, restricted them from socializing with the neighbors and other kids. Uh, and it was really, it was an attempt to protect them from what they considered what the real world was. Are these people religious? Oh, wait and see. Yeah. But wait, <laughs> there's more. Yeah. The family lifestyle was so inconspicuous that the neighbors didn't even know all of their names until they were released by the medical examiner. Jeez. This was at, you know, after the fact. Yeah. So according to Crystal, that's the sister, the, it was like 13 or whatever she was, their father was both physically and verbally abusive to him. Of so course. Robert, who's, that's the, one of the people that we're talking about today, mm-hmm. claimed that both of his parents were abusive towards all of them. Which, hey, seven kids, you might not be able to blame them exactly too much. Like, the seven fucking kids, pretty soon you're like, I'm going to kill you motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> Hell, man. When Jake was growing up, there was many times I thought to myself, I'm going to drown this little bastard. I'm going to need someone to come sit with him for an hour while I just... Oh, I've done that. Collect I've, myself. I've called up people. Look, you just need to just chill with my kid, play cards or whatever. I, just, I go outside, have a cigarette, drink about a fifth of Jim Beam, just even deal with this bullshit today. <laughs> So, as you had guessed, the the family was highly religious. Ah, yes. And they would spew words of hatred and referred to the apocalypse as the the retribution uh, thing for everything they hated about the world. Which was mostly everything, I Which is probably everything. They're like, I don't like people, which I don't like people either, but... I don't either, but... It's not a sign of the end times. <laughs> but check this out. With all that was going on, there was no history of 911 or domestic violence calls to the house, which I actually understand because in, in a super controlled environment like that, nobody's going to call 911 no. over a problem. Nope. It's, you know, I, I kind of see the, the psychology behind what the parents were doing. You're going to get it worse if you call anyway. Oh, shit, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So while the parents controlled every aspect of their lives and prevented them from any social interactions, making it feel like a prison, the kids were given free reign of the internet. Oh, what? I blame everything on the internet, including my porn addiction. April not only, uh, that's the mom, uh, not only allowed it, but she actually encouraged and promoted and bragged about it. Um, She instilled in her kids the desire to actually become internet famous. What the fuck? Yeah, right. That makes no fucking sense, right? Like, hey, no. don't interact with real people, but if you want to interact with everybody in the world and be internet famous, that's a good thing. That makes no goddamn sense to me. Well, you'll make us some money. So, they probably didn't have a lot of that. Probably need it. Well, it said that broken well, hair is pretty yeah, affluent. So. Yes, that's true. You probably had money, but, you know, seven fucking kids, man, that's a lot of food. <laughs> yeah. So, April was a huge fan of Reddit, which, hey, I like Reddit, too. John yes. actually got me turned yes. on to that. She posted a thread talking about gaming. Quote, I have seven kids and four of them ranging from 10 to 16. Uh, know how to set up a blog. My 12-year-old daughter has been running a girl's recipe blog for years. The key is to match their interest with something that they can blog about, uh, that they can blog about, or if they like video games, let them have the tools to learn to program a game themselves. I kind of understand that. That's good. Yeah, that I understand because, you know, I I understand why my son does some of the things he does because he's trying to find something that we have a common ground on. Yeah. Because when he's talking about, hey, the first USB cable was invented in, you know, this state right here. It's like, dude, I don't, I don't, I don't fucking care. <laughs> I can honestly, I have less care about that than I do dog poop. 
USB cables are so much more important, though. <laughs> Talk poop. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> so Robert took lesson uh, took this lesson to heart. Unfortunately, his special interest, obsession, and acute uh, a- admiration was for serial killers and mass murders. Fuck. Oh I'm no. Screwed. Whoops. We're screwed. We're in trouble. Oh, totally, man. Particularly those who committed school shootings. Great. So, yeah, that didn't raise any red flags with his parents or anything. Eh, it's a normal thing. He's a teenage kid who likes mass shootings in schools. That's normal. Which uh, is interesting because they're homeschooled, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. But, you know, if your school's at home and you want a mass shooting. Oh, God, you're right. <laughs> yep, you're right. <laughs> so, anyway, those mass shooters in schools, they were his idols. Lovely. In the summer of 2014, Robert worked for a religious call center. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Call in and give us your money today. Mm-hmm. Can I get a hallelujah? Yeah. In January 2015, Robert started ta- uh, taking an... In- an Let's try this, this again because I can't <laughs> read. In 2015, Robert uh, started talking in earnest with Michael about executing their own killing spree. So Michael and Robert were super close as their brothers, you know, uh, uh, as their brother was the, you know, only kid that in his life that he could really interact with. He right. was about the same age. age. And yeah, and they even shared a room and, you know, so it's, it's not a surprise. Yeah. So Robert spent his hard-earned money ordering supplies, things like machetes, black masks, Kevlar vests, knives, gloves, etc. And this still didn't alarm the parents. Like, this is normal. Every kid should have a Kevlar vest. Well, you know, if you're preparing for the end times, you know. (laughs) True, but fucking machetes and black masks, what are you going to do? Well, I guess if it's end times, you're going to rob motherfuckers. You're going to do what you got to (laughs) do. Mark Michael, in his interview with the police, stated he originally thought it was all talk until Robert started ordering supplies. And he's like, oh, this is like for real, dude. Yeah. He hadn't really wanted to go along with the killings, uh, the killing of their family. However, the idea of a large body count was quite fascinating. <laughs> like, I don't want to kill my family, but, you know, if we but, can get a huge body count. Yeah. Maybe we'll definitely that. be internet famous then. Yeah, we'll be internet famous. It'd be awesome. So in order to commit their mass killings, their family needed to be out of the way. Crystal, and that's a sister, not, and her last name wasn't Meth, <laughs> reportedly told their mother that the boys were ordering what they were ordering and warned that she might want to keep an eye on them. Their mom, however, she scoffed and chalked up to, hey, boys will be boys, you know, oh. in the face of foreshadowing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, like I said, not unusual at all that we're that they're ordering all this nefarious shit, and he likes mass shootings and serial killers. This all makes sense to me. It's fine. What could go wrong? It's no different than you ordering stuff to cook with, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they like serial killers, and you like cooking. You, you like cannibalism, right- you know. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody has their thing. Uh, mm. you, you, two, you, you guys should all, like, you know, team up a little yeah. bit of cooking, a little bit of cannibalism. We eat the neighbors. Good times. That's Good how times. you clean up the, you know, the spree. <laughs> Jesus H Christ! <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, I was commenting on uh, on a thing on Facebook for serial killers, and they uh, posted a thing about Michael Metheny, and he had killed people. He set up a barbecue stand. 
And he killed me. Yeah, you can get it. He's, yes. And uh, when I presented that one, I actually made pulled pork sandwiches for, for Tammy and I. That's awesome. And she, yeah, she didn't even know what the article, what I was going to read about. Yeah. And when she got to that, the dry heaves and the look on her face and her face went ghost white. Especially when I said, how is that pulled pork sandwich? And she was enjoying it up until that point. Oh, that wouldn't stop me. Oh, I know that. I'd be like, this shit's good. That's I'm a pulled pork connoisseur. Like yeah. That's why I love you guys, sick bastards. Be like, was there coleslaw with it, though? Not that you, is the important did thing. Did he serve that body with coleslaw? Yes. Or did he do like, just all potato salad? I'm just <laughs> curious. <laughs> so late at night on July 22nd, 2015, Robert and Daniel executed the beginnings of their plan. I think he meant, she meant Michael because that's not right right there. So just give me one moment, Pooh, to change something. <laughs> and Michael executed the beginnings of a plan they had been developing for just months. Well, because they're ordering a bunch of shit. So Crystal went into Robert and uh, Michael's room and reminded them to do the dishes. And, walked, uh, and she walked in on them with uh, Kevlar and knives in their hands. Oh, yeah. Never mind. I'll do the dishes. Moment. Like we're just playing. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, that's not that's not suspicious at no. all when you walk in on your brothers or anybody else, um, you know, fully tacked out. Yeah. It's like, it's not what it seems. Oh, it looks like you're going to kill motherfuckers. Oh, okay, maybe it's what it seems. No, you're maybe, right. Maybe okay, you're right. you're right. You just didn't know it was going to be you. <laughs> yeah, it's like you just didn't know it was not going to be your day. Yeah. So Michael asked Robert uh, uh, if they should do it now. And he answered, yep, let's do it. So they took her, uh, they, they asked her to take a look at something on their computer, right? She looks at the screen. Robert came up behind her and slit her throat. Damn. So they expected that she would die quickly, but she didn't. No. So they stabbed her in the stomach and the arms. Because that'll make you die faster. What? Right. Well, get this, though. This, this little girl is one tough little bitch, man. Because Crystal managed to run out of the house Whoa. being stabbed, right? But she was dragged back in. Oh, God. So during which she could hear her mother, April, screaming. April suffered blunt force trauma and more than 48 wounds to her head, neck, and torso, arms, and hands. Oh. So David, their dad, he's fast asleep, which is understandable, man. He's got to go to work. He's supporting like a gaggle of kids. Mm-hmm. You know, and he woke up to the noise right before he was killed in bed, stabbed 28 Hines in the torso, face, neck, left arm, and hand. They were mad. No shit. I mean, it's like, go big or go home. Yeah. You know, and, and I got to be honest, man. If I was to do that much stabbing, like after April, I would need a nap. Be like, oh, my arms are tired. Yeah, I'd be like, I need to rub some lotion on my arms. My carpal tunnel's acting up. I can't hold it in this hand anymore. Yeah, no kidding, man. <laughs> be, this is going to ma- mess up my masturbation, the whole shot. <laughs> we got problems. I, I should have thought this through guns. Yeah. I should have used guns. So Victoria and Christopher locked themselves in the bathroom. Well, get this, man. <laughs> Michael, being the sneaky little shit that he is, pretended that he was being attacked by Robert. He whispered for him to open the door or Robert was going to kill him. Oh. Yeah. Well, when they opened the door, 
the brothers attacked. Michael stabbed Christopher 21 times in the back, chest, shoulder, and lower leg. Victoria was stabbed 23 times, both sides of her neck, her chest, back, and upper arm. That's some sneaky-ass messed up stuff, man. Like, I don't like my brother Phil, but I don't think that I'd be fucking stabbing him. Yeah. I might push him off a cliff, but stabbing? That's just a lot It's much easier and cleaner. Yeah, exactly. He fell. As I threw him. Oops. <laughs> so Daniel, that's, I think that's, the, that's like the youngest boy, right? He locked himself in his dad's office and he called 911 at about 1130 at night. So listening to the 911 call, you can't hear anything other than some faint noises of distress. Mm-hmm. And then you clearly hear him state, help, my brothers are attacking my family. And then the line went, boop, dead, oh, gone. Oh, no. So, thanks, thanks to technology, police tracked the address via the number and tried calling back, but didn't receive an answer. Of course not. Nobody's going to answer and go, hey, I'm busy, like, murdering my family right now. Um, can you, like, can call, you call back? call back in a little bit? Yeah. Like, give me 20, 30, 40 minutes, something like that. Yeah. Okay. So, officers were dispatched to the scene. Michael had used the same tactic he used on Victoria on, uh, and Christopher to get Daniel to open the door. You know, saying, hey, uh, like... Robert's going to attack me, and I don't want to die. And his brother's like, okay, I'll be a good brother. Fuck you, dude. You're on your own. Th- that's actually what I would have said. I would have said, kiss my ass, dude. You better run like a motherfucker. Yeah. Because, no. This is survival of the fittest. I'm exactly. not opening this door. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with a no on that there, bro. You need to, like, run or something. So they- <laughs> If I could hide, you can hide. Come on. So... Daniel, Daniel lets him in, right, and informs Michael he had already called 911 uh, using Michael's phone. Michael grabbed the phone and smashed it. And Daniel was stabbed 21 times Aww. in the back, chest, shoulder, and, and shoulder. So originally, investigators thought it was Crystal who had made the call, but later discovered it had been Daniel. So police arrived at the home. Officers immediately saw blood on the front porch in the driveway. Yeah. Upon hearing the moans inside, they forced their way inside where Crystal was clinging to life in the hallway. Oh, my God. Officers pulled her to safety, and despite her critical condition, she, uh, she was able to identify her attackers as her brothers. Like, those motherfuckers right there. That is who did this, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Robert Michael, you know, that's her brother's. That's who she said. Yeah, Robert yeah. Michael right there. Cause I you know the ones in the tactical gear covered in blood. Yeah, you know the ones that aren't here anymore? Watch out. They think that they're Rambo. Yeah. You know, they've been watching too many episodes of Cops. Yeah. So, the cops re-entered the premises where they found the bodies of April, David, Daniel, Christopher, and Victoria. Baby Autumn. Oh. She was found safely sleeping in her room. Oh. Like, she slept through the whole fucking thing. Wow. Yeah. Talk about sleeping like Good. a baby. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm happy for her. Yeah. Police Sergeant Thomas Cooper told NBC News, quote, it was a pretty gruesome scene and uh, unprecedented uh, in and unprecedented in terms of the type of crimes we get here in Broken Arrow. Bloody knives, hatchets, and other blade weapons uh, and protective gear were found at the scene. Well, of course, because we already went over that. They ordered a bunch of shit, right? Yeah. They were prepared. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wonder if they were could have been boy. They could have been great Boy Scouts, man. They were all prepared for shit, you know, an apocalypse. <laughs> they just needed a good outlet. 
not the church. Yeah, porn. That's what I'm saying. Like, let your kids watch porn. Let them jerk off. They had full reign of the internet. Yeah, but I wonder if mom and dad were like watching. Hey, you can do whatever you want. Is but that not porn, that. Is that Pornhub? Quit masturbating because Jesus said if you masturbate, then you'll go to hell. Yeah. <laughs> that's terrible. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's one thing. It's like part of the Bible belt, you know, and they're probably like, the Lord says if you touch your penis, it's lust, and then you burst into flames and grow five heads. Mm-hmm. Whatever the fuck they say down there. So, when police arrived, Michael and Robert had fled out the back door. I have things that flee out, out my back door, but I digress. <laughs> into the woods behind the property. <laughs> that's terrible. They're quickly apprehended, uh, apprehended by the by a canine unit. Like, go get them there, fetch. And yeah. Fucking, he said, woof, woof, and caught the motherfuckers. <clears throat> so check this out. The boys had planned on dismembering their family members' bodies and hiding them in, in storage bins in the attic. And it's summertime, so that's going to... That's that, going to smell great. Yeah, that's, that's mm, fragrant. Yummy. <laughs> No one will know. No one will smell this. Nobody smells the family. They'll think it was Roy's Sausage Kitchen right next door. There you go, man. <laughs> Instead, it's the family stew. Yeah, yeah. So they had planned on, believe it or not, beheading little Autumn, Aww. the baby's sister. But the police had arrived before they could, which good. Good. Good for the cops, man. Then the plan was to drive the family car towards the state of Washington, where I live, oh, here fantastic. in Washington State. And start a shooting spree with the goal of outdoing the 1999 Columbine High School massacre, uh, which was in Colorado. Yes. While Columbine is infamous uh, within the U.S. borders, for those of you listeners in other countries, this was when Eric Harris and Dylan Kebold, Kebold shot up their school, murdering 12 students, a teacher, and injuring 21 additional students before they killed themselves. Yep. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, I should probably take. Why don't you talk for a minute? I'm gonna take some allergy. Did you pills. need some allergy pills there? <laughs> I knew I was forgetting some. I forgot to take my crazy pills and my allergy pills. Uh-oh. So it's gonna be a shit show of a day. No. <laughs> we'll have a special surprise episode live. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, man. Live from from uh, Walla Walla State Prison in Washington. <laughs> It's Scott and how he killed his fucking neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> and fed him to his dog. I had no idea. He was always so nice. <laughs> it couldn't have been him. They talked to Crazy Cheryl that uh, lives yeah. here in the neighborhood. He was so nice. I rubbed his butt and everything. <laughs> she is crazy. Told you, man. She is Looney Tunes. What? Not you. <laughs> the yeah. other one. The one who isn't named Looney. But she is loony. Yes. So Michael confessed to the plan to dismember the bodies, place them in storage bins, and hide them in the attic. They planned on taking the family car and shooting on a shooting spree, which we've already covered that. I don't know why it's in here twice, but okay. On a shooting spree where they would kill five random people at each location. The goal was to reach 50 victims before hitting the state lines. Well, good luck. Uh Uh-huh. Once out... Yeah, no yeah. shit, man. Hey, it's good to plan your road trip. I planned my road trip coming up here pretty soon, too. It's <laughs> just I'm not killing five You're, people at yeah. each location. You know, might get to kill some vagina, but... Anyways. Oh, I'm sure you will. I cross my fingers <laughs> that I get laid someday. 
Once outside Oklahoma, they wanted uh, to achieve a body count of 500 or more. What? Very ambitious. Diluted. No, well, it's ambitious. Deadly, but ambitious. Yes. <laughs> it's good to have goals. Right. <laughs> just not sure having it. I have a body I have a body count at all. I don't think that's a I just you need healthy. to be realistic here. <laughs> These <What>? goals. <laughs> 500. 500 man. getting away with it? Yeah, before you get gunned down. I don't yeah, think so. Yeah, that's man. not going to happen. <laughs> no. Yeah, true. Because if the cops don't kill you, man, one of us will. Yeah. Carry. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking. They're they're they be coming from Oklahoma, so they be coming across eighty four. They're going to get into Idaho, and that's about the time that they're going to hit the sad truth that a lot of us yeah. have guns. If they make it through Idaho, which I don't think that they will by the time no. they get into Washington and Oregon, they're like, it's almost as bad as Texas. They all carry. Yeah, we kind of all carry. Sorry, we'll you don't you. have the upper hand here. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's, uh, that's their paywall right there. Huh? Our, our our plan went drastically awry. Everybody's pointing guns at us. Um, we didn't take that scary. into account. <laughs> yeah, man. Like we'll shoot you today. It's not. We won't even hesitate. <laughs> shoot first. Ask questions later. Yeah, these little bastards shot up a place. Now they're gonna die. You're today. done. So once the uh, one of the brothers mentioned the plan. The plans were stored on a flash drive. Upon a second search of the house, police police actually found that flash drive, <laughs> computer equipment, and three video surveillance cameras oh. that were stationed near where some of the victims had been killed. This, this is, is really poor planning. Oh, it is. It is because it comes into play with the with the tapes here in a minute. You'll see. Robert Michael had filmed the attacks and had planned on making two videos. <clears throat> one showing the bodies of their family members to be shared later with investigators and one without the bodies to be posted online. A shipment of over 2,000 rounds of ammunition was delivered on July 23rd and still nobody said this is unusual. No one. Uh, if they had been uh, caught that night or their brother uh, wasn't able to call 911 before this death, the killing spree could have claimed a lot more lies. Man. Yeah. Because now they, cause they've, they've got an arsenal going on. It's not just that. We're going to get into the guns here in a minute. Because they, they, they did have the guns to shoot them. So why didn't you just shoot your poor family? That would have been far less right, painful. Fucking cutting into them. And, and tiring. <laughs> yeah, there's that, too. <laughs> Robert told officers the day before the murders, Michael had told him that all uh, all he wanted to do was spend time with Autumn. That's the baby. Hmm. Quote, I want, I'm just going to spend all day holding her. I want to be with her. Michael claimed, uh, though, he had helped in planning. Uh, he had helped in the planning. He had no desire to actually hurt the family. That's what that's what Robert was saying, right? Okay. So we can get to that. Robert was the ringleader, and he was just going along for the ride. That's what Michael said. Yeah. Michael says he didn't actually want to, he didn't actually kill anybody, and that it was Robert, and if he hadn't gone along with his brother, well, he would have been a victim too. Which is, that, that's, that's legit, <laughs> That is true, right? that, but that, you know, legit. you could have told someone outside the home. But here's the thing. But, the, yeah. Yeah. They wouldn't have. He wouldn't have. Yeah. This was a lie. 
Yeah. Oh. He was equally involved. Yeah. And this was revealed not only in the statement that Robert excitedly gave to the officers during his interview, but on the camera footage that they had found. Remember they had recorded? Yes. Yeah. It's like, oh, no. No, this, this dude was like actively fucking people up. Sorry, we have video evidence of you doing it. Oh, totes. With enthusiasm. He's like, yay, it's a day at Disneyland. Right, once <laughs> more with feeling, and now we're going to stab everybody in the neck. Yeah. So during his interview, Robert was more than willing to discuss what he had did. He was excited to do so. He did. He did want to be famous. Uh, he wanted to be a famous murderer. After all, that was that. That was kind of his goal. Like I'm going to be a murderer. I want to be famous for doing that. So, well, he did achieve that. Sorta. I mean, yeah. I didn't even know about him until friggin' I got you know this. He uh, had his 15 minutes. We'll say that. Yeah, he did have his 15 minutes. On June 17th, uh, a, det- a detention officer discovered Robert hanging in his cell during a routine security wow. check. Wow. He'd attempted to use a sheet to commit suicide. Well, medical personnel cut him down, uh, examined him, and deemed that he was uninjured. He's fine. (laughs) (laughs) But the flesh wound. Idiot. (laughs) So Robert was moved to suicide watch. After his arrest, Robert was diagnosed with major depressive order with uh, psychotic features and PTSD. And yet his parents didn't catch any of the depressive, you know, any well, no, because of the symptoms they're, of, of they're helping problems. cause these issues in him. So. And that's what I think, too. I mean, later on, there's different people who say different things. But yeah, I yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> so Robert and Michael's arraignment was held on August 3rd. Both brothers, they pled not guilty, which is smart. Well, that's, yeah, Yeah, you're right. Always plead not guilty, man. A a preliminary hearing was set for October 28th, but it was changed to October 9th. Let's move this shit forward, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But then it was changed to January 22nd. Okay. uh, Of 2016. I changed that again. And again, to February 23rd. <laughs> Just keep pushing it back. Uh, that, that's usually what defense attorneys do. They, they yeah. push it back and push yeah. it back, hoping that something will come to fruition. Like, oh, this is why all this happened. We'll get, you know, they'll walk free. So both boys were charged with five counts of first-degree murder. During the preliminary hearing, it was revealed that the boys uh, had, it in their, had it in their possession, in addition to the numerous blades and weapons, right? A shotgun... Two Glock pistols, 2,000 pistol rounds, and 250 shotgun rounds. Wow. It's a lot of ammo, man. Like, seriously. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not against people owning tons of fucking ammo. No. But you would think that the parents would have kept their... like. Okay, so there, there was a case, it was like two, three years ago, in Florida where this kid... Of course it was Florida. (laughs) He had access to guns. He was an avid shooter and everything like that. However, he had disciplinary problems. Mm -hmm. I think he was in a foster home at the time or something like that. And instead of the parents being proactive, saying, hey, we got to lock the fucking guns up because this kid's kind of an asshole. They're like, uh, the the foster parents are like, yeah, "Yeah, fuck it. Let him do what he's going to do. He went and got an AR-15 and went to school. And started shooting motherfuckers. Of course. Yeah. 
You know, be proactive. That with is your not kids, responsible man. gun ownership. No, it, it is. It's not responsible parenting either. No, I'm all for kids being raised around guns and learning that it's a tool. Yes, all for that in gun safety. However, if you see your kid's little dick and having well, some, well, and you're foster you know, parents, so you know that the kid you have probably has some issues. Right. Oh, totally. You know, you kind of keep a close eye on them. Yeah. Moment, but it becomes like a problem. Problem. You go, okay, we got to lock up firearms. Yeah. We, we need to be safe. We need to keep ourselves safe. We need to keep our child safe. Yeah. We need to keep the public safe. Yes. <clears throat> on July 25th, the Tulsa County District Court Attorney announced that Michael Beaver would be charged as an adult, but would be exempt from the death penalty since he was under 18 years old yes. at the time of the murders, which is fair. That's it is. fair. Yeah. Um, normally, a conviction of first-degree murder uh, c- carries the punishment of life imprisonment or the death penalty, you know, because it's, it's Oklahoma. It's just like Texas. It's a shoot 'em up state. Well, <laughs> you know... <laughs> So Michael's lawyer had argued against the decision to try him as an adult because if his client spent life in prison and dies there and died there, it'd be the same as having received the death penalty. And I say bullshit. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, it's, it's no. Not the same. There's a big difference between lethal injection and dying in of prison. old age. Right. With probably like three degrees and all this stuff because he spent his entire life in prison and had access to those things. Oh, oh and I, I actually learned something last night at, at band practice. Uh, Matt, my bass player, um, one of the guys that he was in a band with years ago, like when he was like in his 20s, is in prison and has, he, he killed somebody when he was like 23. Um, and he releases videos all the time on YouTube and stuff like that. He has people that do that of him playing his music, playing guitar, writing, and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not like he's doing. It's not like this dude's going to be doing like eighteen hundreds or night early nineteen hundreds hard time. Where or you're like locked up abroad, you know? Yeah, yeah. it's not like a Russian gulag. He's not going to be on a chain gang going. You know, we're breaking the rocks. We break yeah. the rocks yeah. <laughs> on the chain gang. We're breaking the rocks. Yeah, no, yeah, it's nothing like that, man. This dude, and actually, the dude is a good musician. I'm, his his songs were fucking tight. It's too bad. Yeah, yeah, that's what we were all talking about last night. I was like, man, that's fucked up. Yeah. <clears throat> He's got like nine more years left on a uh, 30-year prison oh, sentence. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he argued that Michael would be, uh, should be rehabilitated due to the physical and emotional abuse he received at home. However... There's no official evidence that the childs were that the children were abused, though, with homeschooling, lack of social interaction outside of the family, and the testimony of the surviving victim, it could have occurred. So, but just no proof. Right. You know where it's. I, I can kind of see where it's balancing on that if you're looking at the letter of the law. Yeah. But if you look at a broader spectrum, you can go. Okay, I can see that. This is a highly religious family that controlled every action of their of their family, but yet pushed this ideology this, this ideology of being internet famous. Well, it them. doesn't have to be physical abuse. Like right. being forced to be that religious is abuse, in my opinion. <laughs> I think it's abuse if somebody burns my toast. <laughs> That's just me, though. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> So psychologists interview both boys looking for an explanation as why they uh, kind of like why their switch got flipped in their psyches. <clears throat> they didn't find anything. In their opinion, 
Although their father could be abusive, it wasn't to the level that could cause this tragedy. But once again, that's open to speculation. Yes. I mean, everybody's got different triggers. Like, um, okay, like you might be able to handle somebody physically abusing you, but it could be a phrase like, you know, coming by and say, oh, see, dumb bitch. Oh, I am very like sense. I'm very sensitive to to tone. Okay, that that makes sense. Like yeah. if I think, and especially if I'm, I'm like, oh my god, I've disappointed this person. That's very. Or I'm like I don't know if they're mad at me, but they might be mad at me, and oh my god, and then I overthink <laughs> it, and yeah. Right. I mean, everybody's got different triggers for yeah. the greater, or, or you know, and that's what I find a lot with these professional psychiatrists is that they try to put everybody into the same category. Everybody's like, got to fit in the same box. Yeah, and, and that's not the case. We all fit. <laughs> we all fit into very different. There boxes. is no box. <laughs> oh yeah. no, there's boxes. <laughs> Some of us can fit in that box. Some of us can't. <laughs> you can fit in the one under my bed. <laughs> <laughs> That was a whole bunch of damaged boxes. <laughs> so on August 5th, Judge Bill Musman ruled the case documents ought to be made public. Documents were released the next day, with some parts of it being redacted to protect the victims' identities and sensitive information. Robert eventually pled guilty to all counts in order to avoid the death penalty, which... That one kind of confused me, and let me tell you why. Because the death penalty was already taken off the table for Michael, right? Right. You would think... The same would be for his brother. Right. Like, you could kind of negotiate that going, hey, man. A little bit, yeah. Because he, he he's pretty close. To, I think he was only 18 when this happened. or mm. seven, He was 17, and Michael was 16. Okay. So they're both under 18. True. Yeah, you would think that it. I just, I'm just saying that maybe they they need a better fucking attorney. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. Just like Texas, it's a shoot 'em up statement. On August 9th, two thousand eighteen, he was sentenced to five counts of uh, of life imprisonment without the possibility of parole. Robert is currently housed at the Joseph Harp Correctional Center. Uh, where in 2019, he attacked two staff members with a makeshift shiv. I'm going to shiv a bitch. He's like, but, I'm never getting out of here anyway. Yeah, so. he's not getting out. Well, Fuck what, it. what are they going to do? Take away his dessert? Uh, yeah. I mean, but he was quickly taken down. They're like, oh, no, you're not. We're going to kick your ass. And we're going to put that yeah. shift, that shift worth the sun don't shine, mm-hmm. motherfucker. On April 16th of 2018, Michael began his trial. His defense attempted to argue temporary insanity. I'm going to say that every time I get pissed off at somebody and yell. It was temporary. I was temporarily insane. That's tried a lot. And you're like, you know, you're going to be under extreme (laughs) psychiatric evaluation. And they're probably going to find that you were totally competent to stand stand trial. trial. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to use that excuse when we're talking about my ex-wives. Why did you get married so many times? Uh, I definitely have used it for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. That Michael was, in truth, a a gentle man who led, who was led astray by a mentally ill older brother. He unwillingly went along with the acts out of fear of his life, which we already know is bullshit. Yeah. Well, here comes Sister Crystal. Crystal testified against her brother. She, uh, the prosecution, uh, the, their closing argument was, quote, Once upon a time, there were brothers named Robert and Michael. They hated their family, 
and they killed him. The end. <laughs> Period. That's it. what yeah, happened. But, yeah, but that's what happened. Now, they, this is an open shut case, man. Yeah, video and everything. I'm pretty, pretty sure that the prosecution was looking at the defense going, you're play asshole. There is nothing you got on, yeah. yeah like, you might not even want to make a closing argument. You might just want to sit down and go, you know what? That motherfucker's right. Just take your toys and go home. That's right. I'm taking my blue cup and going home. Yeah. On May 9th, after five hours of deliberation, the jury uh, had the count read to their verdict. <clears throat> Most jurors were visibly shaken and or openly sobbing. The verdict is guilty on all five counts, first degree murder and one count of assault and battery with intent to commit murder. In Oklahoma, there's a second stage trial where the jury listens to additional testimony from both sides and deliberates whether the defendants received life in prison or life without parole, or it could have been the death penalty if that was still at play. If it was on the table still, yeah. Right. It's like a whole other like little mini trial. Yeah. And uh, started the day after the verdict is determined. Like the next day, they're like, okay, motherfucker, part two. <laughs> Like your your to be continued mini mini series doesn't start in a month, Jack Hall. It starts like tomorrow <laughs> for our next three hour installment. That's right. So go brush your teeth, get a good night's sleep because we're going. We're coming back tomorrow. After hearing both sides of additional te- testimony, the jury recommended Michael be sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of parole. On July 24th, the judge upheld the jury's recommendation. Michael is housed in the Lexington Correctional Center and will be eligible parole when he turns 57 and a half years old. Pretty much his life is already over. 57? Yeah. I mean, what the hell are you going to do? Okay, let's say hypothetically that he gets a degree. Okay, he gets a PhD. No one will hire him. Yeah, they're going to say, yeah, you, you got a PhD, motherfucker, but you killed your family, um, and you've been in prison for like- For a, a long time. fucking time. Um, we're going to have to take a hard pass on you. Yeah. We don't care what your GPA is. We care about the <laughs> kill count, motherfucker. Yeah. I don't think your income is twice the rent. So. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. Huh? All right. In February 2017, Broken Arrows City Council announced uh, a plan to raise money through the Tulsa Community Foundation to purchase the Beaver Home from a mortgage company. From the mortgage company, the plan was to create a memorial park and garden called "quote the Beaver Family First Responders Memorial Park." The house was destroyed by a fire on March 18th of 2017. Hmm. Yeah, you know, saved the money of the demolition yes. costs. I like it when people save money. It's a purification by fire. <laughs> <laughs> Police determined it was probably arson, but uh, couldn't determine how. Oh, oh, darn. The horror house burned down. I lit it on fire. That's <laughs> yeah. how arson happens. <laughs> and I bet you they were thinking, ah, better get right on solving that shit, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm right on top of that rose right after lunch. <laughs> On March 27th of 2019, Reflection Park was officially dedicated. So a touch of good news, Crystal and Autumn were adopted by the same family. Oh, Although good. Crystal will never be able to completely put that night's events behind her, at least they have each other. Yeah. All right, some final thoughts, and then we can either talk about it or run around naked. Man, it's up to you. <laughs> The total isolation from any physical socialization from the real world with unfettered access 
to the entirety of the internet, along with their mom's drive to push them to become internet famous, certainly wasn't a healthy combination. No. Combine these factors with the abuse from Robert's psychotic tendencies, uh, from the abuse and Robert's psychotic tendencies, this could be the reason behind the horrific event. None of these factors on their own or even combined would be enough to cause other uh, be enough to cause other individuals to uh, meticulously plan yeah. and commit this heinous act. But in these two, eh, it appears it appears it did. It, that, that that was their bitch switch, so to speak. Right. Wow. That's all I have on that one. What do wow. you think? Uh yeah. <laughs> That's There's a lot of contributing factors going on there. There are. And I, I wonder how long the video surveillance was there. Because wouldn't that have caught some of the abuse if abuse was happening? See, that's what I'm kind of... Okay, so here's the thing. Let's say that they set up the video surveillance cameras, I don't know, let's go two days before. Wouldn't you be like, why are you... What are you doing? Why are you doing that? If my kids were here, you know, and not just my son, but like if my other kids were here, and I saw them setting up video cameras and surveillance... Be like, no. That's the first words out of my mouth. Be like... The fuck you doing? Yeah. And why? Why? You know, I'm not gonna say, huh, boys will be boys, you know, they're ordering ski masks, knives, a bazooka, a tank. You know, that's normal. They're that's just a- playing. Every kid has those things, yeah. right? Yeah. That, that's not scary at all. Oh, you like serial killers and mass shootings. I'm glad that these are your idols, but that's normal. <laughs> with all with all the tech gear that you're uh, ordering. It almost looks like they're going to murder somebody. Isn't that weird? Come I on. I just, I really don't see the connection. <laughs> <laughs> they need that Blue's Clues moment, man. They need to find a couple of yes. fucking paw prints. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. All right, I'm going to wrap this one up. Remember, you can send us an email at BrutalNation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check us out on Medium, Crime Beat on Medium, and wherever you get your blogs, check out the website at www.twistedbluellc.com. And, hey, check out the, uh, the uh, uh, Patreon page. And uh, you know, share this share this podcast as often as you can, because it does help out the show a lot. This show's got to be right 2022 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights reserved. We will see you guys manana. That means tomorrow or next week.